Enough with Embrace Debate. Pointless yelling at each other on ESPN and Fox. Yet very little actual content. It's time for a change. A voice from the fan. For the fan. The most compelling topics in sports. All covered here. This is Corbett's Corner. <laughs> There's nothing like a good sports week starting on a Monday. Just gets me excited. We've got conference tournaments. Four tickets are going to be punched the big dance this weekend, one of them being the Missouri Valley. We're going to have a huge Wednesday pod uh, from the Bradley alum, right? The uh, two-time defending conference champs in the Missouri Valley. Last year they won it, and, of course, March Madness got canceled, right? So the Braves having a tough year. I've been out there saying Brian, Brian Wardle hot seat. Uh, what, they're the eight seed this year, right? I thought they were supposed to be good, uh, but we'll have a full preview again. They're in the first round, I believe, against Southern Illinois, the Salukis. So we'll get a full preview with Matt Cruz in titles and kind of work of our uh, work as our uh, recap from our huge college football manifesto pod, where the three of us kind of gave out previews. So we'll recap the season that was as we dive into March and then see if Bradley can maybe sneak into the tournament as an eight seed. The Valley gets underway Thursday. Um, yeah, so college hoops all week, tennis all week, as we've got two men's tournaments, two women's tournaments. Uh, ATP Netherlands is a big tournament, and I think it's ATP, uh, what is it, Doha in Qatar, Qatar, however you may, uh, for the Women's Tennis Association. You've got the the Arnold Palmer this weekend. Of course, Colin Morikawa just won the WGC. Uh, so golf has got a premier weekend. Of course, college hoops. And then UFC 259 on Saturday. Three title fights. It's going to be incredible. So we'll briefly break down that. Maybe we'll have a more UFC central pod uh, come out on Friday. Again, this is Corbett's Corner. I'm Dylan Corbett riding solo on a Monday. And we'll get some more voices in here for you on uh throughout the course of the week wednesday and friday uh nba all-star game is going to be played on sunday and here's what's interesting i was uh, what i like to do every sunday is kind of plan out the week ahead in sports and see what we have again we've got all conference tournaments in all aforementioned sports uh soccer is going to be big this weekend too um but let's see so nba all-star weekend before how you have it is like what the celeb game on friday You've got three-point and uh, slam dunk contest on Saturday and then the All-Star game on Sunday. Well, here's what's crazy. So first of all, the fact that we're having an All-Star game during this pandemic, ridiculous, right? Uh, but okay, we're doing it. NBA is leaking money. They're trying to grab money. I was actually looking to see if I could get tickets to go to Atlanta. That's where it is. Uh, but I think it's all just kind of high-priority tickets. I didn't even find any on sale. Um, so they are doing the three-point contest just before the All-Star game on Sunday. So nothing Friday, nothing Saturday. NBA regular season will go Monday through Thursday and then get two full off days, right? All-Stars will head down to Atlanta, I assume, and then they will basically get Friday, Saturday off, and then Sunday, la-di-da. We've got the All-Star festivities. The slam dunk contest is coming at halftime. Uh, that, I mean, that's pretty, I, I, I'm with this. I mean, it's going to be interesting. It's going to keep people, uh, people's eyes on Sunday. I, I think the NBA is going to get a killer rating on Sunday. Um, if people have nothing else to do, right, they're not running up against much, uh, NHL is going to be going on, but this is going to be the NBA's night, I guess on Sunday. Um, so the slam dunk contest at half, 
so that's interesting. I'll be pumped to, I guess, check it out. Nothing else to do as uh, we're starting to get warmer weather, though. Maybe we'll head outside this weekend. Uh, let's see. What else? I, I thought it, so it was also interesting. Remember last year they had the Kobe Bryant honorary thing where it's after the first three quarters, the final quarter is like first one to 24 or something. It's very bizarre, uh, but it made for a competitive game last year. It was the first time you actually saw defense and kind of the best of the best athletes going at each other. They were sweating. It was awesome. I remember this last year before the coronavirus. It was really cool. It was kind of confusing as a concept just reading it on paper, but then once it was on the court, um, I thought it was a good product. So I'm looking forward to this NBA All-Star game. And something, I mean, first of all, here, here's a little tidbit for you. I'm sneaking in Corbett's here to Corbett's Corner. Take the over. It's the goddamn All-Star game. Take the over. I think I've been doing that the last three years. It's never failed. Uh, play for a close game, especially in this new format. I always love taking the dogs. I think I took Giannis plus five and a half last time. And it was basically a game of 21 afterwards, right? So it was like, of course, it was going to be close. Haven't seen any lines, but that's what's going to be interesting. I'm going to be keeping an eye out for uh, this Sunday, the NBA All-Star Game. Three-point contest on Sunday. You start the All-Star Game halftime. Slam dunk contest is in halftime, and then they finish out the game. So that'll be interesting. Okay, uh, what else? Uh, Let's stay with basketball here. I wrote this down last week. Are the Lakers in trouble? Uh, And then they went on and won two straight. I don't think they're in trouble. They certainly... I mean, it's interesting because what is when is Anthony Davis going to come back? That's the injury everyone's keeping an eye on. LeBron was not doing well without him. Now he has been doing well. Just blew out the Warriors, beat the Portland Trail Blazers. Uh, so LeBron's still kind of tailoring his MVP case, which he really desperately wants to win. Lakers, I think, a th- three and a half games out of the Utah Jazz, who are you know regular season darling. Uh, the Clippers are a half game behind them. The Suns are legit. I mean, anywhere Chris Paul goes, that's a good team. I think Chris Paul is one of the most underrated players in NBA history for just how much winning he's done and how efficient a player he is. One of the best assisters I think we have. Scorer at will when he wants to. I love watching Chris Paul play, and I love seeing what he can do in a leadership role. Um, yeah, UFC 259. How about Cyril Gane taking it against Rosenstruck? Gane remains undefeated after a five-round decision win this past Saturday. We'll talk about UFC 259 in just the three fights. Um, the three title fights, we'll just give a brief preview. And then uh, NCAA Conference Tournaments, again, we'll highlight the ones that are going on this week and then wrap up with, does baseball have a problem? All right, so sticking with the NBA, I don't think the Lakers are in trouble. I thought so after they had that, what, three or four-game slide, but... Lakers are still the Lakers. LeBron is still LeBron. But, uh, you know, AD's got to get healthy for the playoffs. That's what's going to be interesting. All right, let's laugh at the T-Wolves. 0-4 since Chris Finch was flown on a red eye overnight. Uh, Multi-year deal for some God knows reason. They fire uh, Flip Saunders' kid and bring in a guy who might be worse. Why? Because they're 0-4 straight up, and they're 0-4 against the number. I mean, I should do something funny until the Timberwolves actually get a win under Chris Finch. Like, I'll shave my eyebrows if he gets a win. Something crazy. I don't know. Who knows? I'm just working it out on air here with you. Um, But he sucks. The Timberwolves suck. Like, I just want to be in Glenn Taylor. I mean, I'm not trying to harp on the T-Wolves parade, but I'm just trying to illuminate to the common eye how mismanaged this billion, you know, this million-dollar franchise is being run, right? This guy's Glenn Taylor is just messing around. He's a billionaire messing around with a toy, but frankly, he's been robbing. He's been flat-out robbing the city of Minneapolis for 20-some years trying to sell this good product. He, he's trying to – he's putting lipstick on a pig that has been the Temple Wolves because he has – absolutely no idea what he's doing so I'm just trying to highlight 
hey, let's let's actually get someone owning this business in the NBA that we're paying money, season tickets, we're paying single game tickets to go see a product that is just shit, that is just shit. Uh, with lipstick on it from Glenn Taylor. He's selling us a fraud product. I just want to be in these meetings where they're deciding to draft Andrew Wiggins first overall. Well, they're deciding to pick an Andrew Wiggins 2.0 overall again. When they're hiring a coach with no experience, a, you know, in the middle of the night after how how did you interview him? Skeptics around the league, front offices around the league are like, wait a second, what is going on here? And of course, the guy you hire might be worse than the guy you fired midseason. Uh, T-Wolves lose again tonight, or last night. They suck. Let's laugh at them together. Let's continue to cash against uh, whatever team they are playing. Bet on them. Chris Finch, the T-Wolves, they suck. Malik Beasley, he just got suspended for, what, a dozen games because he's, like, threatening people over drugs? What the hell is going on? Uh, Glenn Taylor, sell the team. Hire me. I mean, I I could probably fucking run your team better than you. Um, but until then, I'll continue to cash against you and Chris Finch, the T-Wolves new savior who you hired in the middle of the night, flew him on a red eye out of Tampa, Florida, where the Toronto Raptors are playing their home games, and you bring him in just to lose more games and, what, pay him money for nothing? I mean, what, show me the deal, too. I want to see how much you paid this guy to come in and lose every single game he's coached. Uh, you guys are a joke. The worst team in the NBA. Let's see what is on their schedule. Are they going to have two number one overall picks and mess up both? Um, I mean, it's trending that way. Of course, you got the lottery, right? But uh, the T-Wolves losers of seven straight, of course, four in a row since the savior Chris Finch took over. Their next game, they just have one before the All-Star break, Charlotte on Wednesday at home. Is that going to be the one? What's that line going to be? Chris Finch, his next game, marking on your calendars, coming up on Wednesday. All right, let's just talk about briefly how awesome the conference tournaments are going to be uh, for college basketball marches here right we got through the end of february after the super bowl it gets a little bit slower on the port uh the sports side march gives us you know much relief as everyone flocks to the frenzy that is the round of 68 the round of 64 um and in baseball fans we kind of get a sigh of relief because we get baseball every day but that's when more nonchalant sports fans begin to kind of just go outside enjoy their summer and then wait for football but not I. I am here to make you all sports fans, right? Uh, the Big South is continuing tonight. That's a conference tournament that began last week. Horizon, same. They are on Tuesday. Uh, and then we get really going midweek here. The Atlantic 10, the best league going, uh, at least early on, will start on Wednesday. Atlantic Sun continues, or excuse me, will uh, begin. Ohio Valley and Patriot also beginning on Wednesday. Thursday is just the onslaught continuing. I think we get the West Coast Conference, so we'll see Gonzaga's conference begin on Thursday. Missouri Valley, as aforementioned, is going to begin on Thursday. They will crown a champion of uh, and punch a ticket to the big dance come Sunday. Uh, Sun Belt gets underway on Friday, the Southern Conference, and then Saturday's just a free-for-all, right? You got the Sun Belt, the Summit League. How about that? Should we flip over to Sioux Falls and maybe catch a live game there? Northeast, Missouri Valley continues, the CAA. Um, and then, of course, the Big Power Five conferences kind of get going next week, too. But uh, we will crown a few. The first one will get punched on the 6th. I believe it's the Northeast Conference that has kind of a short... Uh, a short conference tournament. They all crown their champion on the six. I could be wrong, but four total tickets getting punched so far this week and just uh, illustrating kind of the mass of college basketball beginning 
uh, here at the beginning of March and taking us all the way through it with the field of 68 and eventually 64. I was trying to go to Vegas for it. I have not been Vegas for March Madness. Again, last year I was going for my bachelor party. We are going to go to the conference tournament, Pac-12, Pac-10, what have you. Uh, and, of course, and then the world shut down. I was thinking about going out there again this year, but plans fell through. So maybe once everything settles down, I might make my way out there for March Madness in Vegas. Kind of a bucket list item uh, for myself. But it gets going here. March, one of the best months to gamble on. One of the best months in sports. March Madness is here. The lesser tournaments uh, continuing and getting started here throughout the course of the week. Missouri Valley. Uh, a lot of our Bradley guys are going to be locked in on beginning Thursday and crowning a champion on Sunday. All right, UFC 59. If you thought the McGregor fight was something highly anticipated, you guys ain't seen nothing yet. Um, early prelims are going to start at 5. Uh, you know, I don't know what time zone that is, but, I mean, this is the best of the best come together, right? It's their UFC main event, uh, kind of their title fights that they do one per month. It's the big card. It's the pay-per-view card. Even the undercard is going to be great. You've got an undefeated guy, Sean Brady, fighting in welterweight. Tim Elliott's a guy that's coming off a win. He'll close out the early prelims. Uh, anytime Dominic Cruz is on the prelim card, that is a sign that you've got a hell of a night in store. Dom Cruz is going to be the uh, headliner of the prelim card, which will be on ESPN before you obviously have to pay for it. Dom Cruz, 22-3. and three. He'll be facing Casey Kenny. So fights throughout the day. I, I'm pumped. I'm going to be hosting a, a uh, viewing party because I think this is going to be some one of the best fighting days of the year. So let's get to that main card. I mean, first of all, we'll kick it off with light heavyweight Tiago Santos. That's going to be a great one. Drew Dober's a fun guy to watch fight. He's taking on an 18-1 guy. And then we get to the title fights. It's Piotr Jan, 15-1, trying to defend the belt again. Uh... Aljamain Sterling, uh, Sterling coming in at 19-3. It should be a good fight. Uh, I'm going to look up some odds here, too. But, of course, the Lioness, Amanda Nunez, she is going to be taking on Megan Anderson. I mean, she's got to be a huge favorite anytime she is on the card. Of course, probably the best woman's fighter of all time. Many of you remember uh, Ronda Rousey. And then, kind of quietly, Amanda Nunez has been the star of the sport on the women's side since um, yeah, I'm just taking a look at these lines here. So that Dom Cruz fight, he's actually an underdog. That's crazy. Plus 113 at Casey Kenny. Tiago Santos is an underdog. Drew Dober's a huge underdog. Wow, this Piotr Young-Sterling fight's almost dead even. Uh, there's going to be some opportunity here. And yeah, you guys got a guess for Amanda Nunez? Uh, you just have to lay 12 units to win one. <laughs> She's that good. And then the title fight, this is for Israel Adesanya to take both belts, right? Um, at what, middleweight and then light heavyweight. Uh, he's going for Jan Blakowicz's belt. Adesanya has not lost. He's 20-0. and 0. Jan Blakowicz just had a um, fight in which he retained the belt or and new champion at light heavyweight, right? Uh, he's getting some steam. He opened at plus 210. He's down to plus 202. Adesanya minus 250. That's going to be a popular bet, and we'll kind of see how these lines move on throughout the course of the week. Uh, but we're excited, UFC fans uh, and just fight fans in general. Even if you are one of those people that just check out McGregor whenever he fights, I implore you, this Saturday is going to be the fights you don't want to miss. Um, UFC 259 will have continuing coverage here throughout the week on the Dylan Corbett Podcast Network. All right, let's wrap up with does baseball have a problem? Um, not this year, right? Because and maybe you guys missed this this weekend. Spring training started. Got a full month here of spring training baseball in, I think it was Arizona and Florida. 
that maybe is a trip in my future this month, head out to Arizona there. Um, but spring training underway. We're going to have baseball this year, right? And I think more teams are starting to open up uh, as the pandemic goes into its second summer. Um, hopefully we squash this thing for good and more teams are starting to open up their stadiums, right? Outdoors, uh, social distancing, big stadiums. So I'm going to try and hit some Twins games. Hopefully they can uh, open up throughout the course of the summer. But baseball starts spring training. But why they are in trouble, it's this thing called the CBA, the Collective Bargaining Agreement. You know, uh, maybe you don't, but there have been work stoppages. The NHL strike, there has been shortened seasons because this collective bargaining agreement, which comes up and is a negotiation between the players and the owners, right? And there's a lot of distrust going on right now. And usually it's behind closed doors, but not today, not in this age of technology. You're seeing quotes, uh, kind of startling quotes come out from the player side, owners not backing down either. And I'm wondering if a work stoppage is in our future for baseball. So it expires at the end of this calendar year. Um, are negotiations going on during the season? Will it be immediately after October, where the World Series will be crowned? Um, is there a work stoppage? Because you're seeing what you, you saw with the Mariners, where uh, their owner comes out, very flippant comments, uh, kind of racist comments towards Asian Americans, and he gets outed. But what was lost in that was how he was talking about manipulating the service time, which everyone's been doing. Uh, that's how, the owners have been doing this forever. Chris Bryant, uh, you know, he was minor league player of the year. He smacked 45 bombs. They didn't call him up next year for the lowly Cubs. Why? Because they wanted another month and a half so they could get Chris Bryant for another year. It's all about manipulating service time. The center fielder for the Mariners. Uh, I mean, so this is the only non-salary cap sport, and you're like, oh my God, baseball. But this is their way of having a salary cap, right? It's like in the fine print. They could say, no, we're not going to call you up here, even though you are a better player. In this case, the Mariners center fielder prospect. Because the Mariners sucked. They didn't want to, even though he might have had the talent level to be on the Major League roster, and he certainly did, they're not going to pay him on a losing team to do that. They would rather just pay him in the minors and eventually bring him up. So it's all a little bit... Uh, skewed to the owners, which every sport is, right? It's skewed to the old rich white guys. Uh, but now players are starting to get empowered. Players are starting to find their voice on social media, and they're not okay with it, right? You know, it'd be like in a free market where, you know, think about this too. You come out of college and as just like what? An engineer. Uh, say you're one of the best engineers in the country. You get told out of college, hey, you have to go live in this city and get paid this much for how many years? You know, it's like, okay, well, no, shouldn't I be able to choose my own city? And again, it's it's a matter of this is a game. These guys are getting paid a lot of money to play a game, but it's a livelihood. This is how these people make their lives. Um, that's why football players are in a vicious fight for how they get chewed up and spit out by the system of NFL football. And then all of a sudden, the, you know, the height of their lives is gone by the time they're in their young 30s, and then they have nothing. So... Uh, it's all very interesting. It's kind of just like, are these guys commodities? Are these millionaires playing with toys allowed to treat players more like assets than humans? You know, because that's that's really what the question is here. It's, um, you know, and I, I'm not really picking a side. I'm just kind of highlighting why I think there's going to be an issue. You've seen it the last couple of years. Owners not willing to spend money on guys. Todd Frazier, where did, he just ended up signing with the Pirates because he's quoting saying, yeah, there wasn't really much out there. And now Frazier's a guy who's like, okay, he's a fringe major leaguer, but of course he's a guy that's 
had success in the past, and it's you know it's uh, the owners not giving the veterans what the veterans think they're due, right? Uh, so it's kind of a philosophy difference between the two. But I think, and in highlighting this, is that. There are a lot of discrepancies here between the players and the owners, a lot of distrust, and I think it is all kind of stemming up, boiling up to a point where we're just not going to get a deal done before the end of this calendar year. Now, I could be wrong, but again, I'm reading the tea leaves here, and I'm seeing a lot of distrust between management and players, not only in baseball, but in sports in general. But now the timing is kind of working out to where, okay, the players are coming up in this point to where they can have an uh, agreement. So, I mean, basically the timing is working out to, oh boy, hey, we've got some leverage. Let's see what we've got. The owners are thinking the same thing. Everybody's losing money because of the pandemic and everyone's kind of, you know, starting to get a little bit more guarded. Could we possibly see a work stoppage in the future for baseball as their CBA agreement uh, is set to expire at the end of 2021? All right, let's end on a fun note. Well, I don't really know if this is fun, but... I heard something absolutely startling the other day, and then I kind of thought about it, and it was just like, holy crap, uh, that kind of makes sense. And it's the question that I simply pose to you. Is Albert Pujols actually 41 years old? Now you're thinking to yourself, what, what the hell are you talking about, Dylan? Well, so David Sampson, who is a former team president of the Miami Marlins, formerly the Florida Marlins, and they recently sold the Jeter. Uh, he's a Dan Levitard show frequent guest, so I, I love listening to him. He's great. He's got his own podcast. He basically flippantly said no executive in baseball believes Albert Pujols is his actual age. Now, at first I was like, what the hell? But then I remembered. You remember the Dominican Republic went through this huge scandal. That's where Albert Pujols is from, and it's a baseball pipeline, right? But there's also a lot of you know sketchy stuff that can go on. Uh, you know, what was it, that uh, movie where that guy shows you a piece of paper and it has this photo and it says, I am 12, even though he's clearly like 30? I mean, that that actually went on in the Dominican Republic, right? There's falsifying documents of what people's age is. So just think about it. When Albert Pujols and everyone, when he's donning a St. Louis Cardinals uniform, he's winning titles, two of them for St. Louis, and everyone's going, oh my God, this guy's going to take over the league. He's so young in his prime. Was he actually that young? Now, I remember it you know, vividly when Pujols spurred in the Cardinals for the Angels. And that is turning out to be one of the worst contracts in baseball history now. It'll never topple Bobby Bonilla, who I think is still getting paid you know, even after Pujols' contract is up. But was it all because Albert Pujols was maybe not as specific or truthful about his age at all? Now, again, type in Albert Pujols right now. And tell me if this guy looks more like 41 or 48. Uh, you know, you couldn't tell at the time when he was getting that massive deal in 2011 or after the 2011 season. But now all of a sudden you see the rapid decline, uh, you know, while Tom Brady's about to play until he's 45. And all of a sudden Pujols, who's listed at age 41, is playing more like he's 51. Uh, something's going on there. And did the Angels get, uh, you know, he'll never admit it, but. My God, I think Albert Pujols, who, again, is one of the best players ever, but um, maybe it's because he was a little bit older when he was doing it than he actually said he was. Uh, take a look at Albert Pujols here and tell me that guy looks 41, and then take a look at Tom Brady, who's two years older, and tell me how old he is. I mean, ageism going on right now is just a whole different ball game. I don't know who's using what, who's not using what, what's you know safe, what's legal anymore, but we're seeing Tom Brady do one thing, and we're seeing LeBron do one thing, right? Is they're supposed to get older? 
and we're seeing Albert Pujols do exactly what we thought. Uh, you know, just getting the gut kind of pours out when you hit 40-something, you lose your hair, and uh, then you start sucking at baseball. Uh Albert Pujols, interesting. David Sampson kind of throwing that out there that nobody in baseball really believes that he is actually 41. And I took a look at Albert Pujols, and I'm starting to believe him. That'll do it for Corbett's Corner on a Monday. Happy March. Great college basketball all week. Great set of fights on Friday, UFC 259. Golf fans will enjoy the owner. Uh, the, I've been messing that up all week. The Arnold Palmer Invitational as the PGA swings through Florida. Soccer all week at the European level. Tennis, too. I'm trying to get everyone into tennis fanatics like myself. But most importantly, March is here. Enjoy the madness. I'll talk to you tomorrow.